Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community, with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Hi, this is Carl, and I am joined today by Justin Escar, who is with Virtua Consulting and He's here today to talk about a special event that's coming up next month. So welcome, sir. Why don't you tell us a little about who you are and uh, how you got here? Well, thanks for having me, Carl. My name's Justin, like you said, uh, owner of the Virtual Consulting Group. Uh, The Virtual Consulting Group is a New York City-based company where we don't only help clients with IT uh, needs, we help consultants as well. So we are uh, an Apple consulting agency, so we help clients who have Macs. And over the years, I've built up a software company and a conferencing company. And the last year, we, we merged it all together to create the virtual consulting group. And we, we started this conference called the ACES Conference about uh, five years ago. It was all about the business side of IT consulting. It was something that was not found, especially in the Apple world. I've been to tech conferences before. And, you know, here's how you deploy a printer to 500 machines with one click. And I'm like, I don't really have this when I do small to medium business. And so the ACES conference grew into this thing where it was mostly Apple consultants because that's, you know, my forte. And we would learn about the business side of IT consulting because so many of us have started IT companies because we're good at computers and therefore we would start a business. And so many of them are not business savvy. So we were planning, we'll talk about this today, we were planning for this year's event to take place in Atlanta when the pandemic hit and everything kind of stopped. So we postponed the live event to October and my podcast co-host and I had this conversation and we decided to do a free virtual event, May 19th and 20th called ACES Conference 2020, the prequel. And it's going to be available for anyone who wants to go. Like I said, it's free. And it's all about small businesses, medium businesses, surviving and thriving in a post-COVID world. So it's not IT related. There is an IT track for those who want to join that. But we're opening it up for all small businesses. We actually have been promoting it to our clients to attend. Right. And, and, and my friends who are IT consultants sending it to their clients to attend because we're bringing in some big names to talk about business and marketing and finance and HR and, and, and how to do things now. And the other cool things we're doing, we're doing 48 hours of content. We're blowing it out. Right. So we're going to do 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and then replayed and then 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and then replayed on the next day because we want everyone to be able to access this stuff at any given time. We understand people are busy and they're worried and they're scared and they're running around doing whatever. So they want to be able to see it when they can. We found this amazing platform to do it all on and it's going to be great. And we're trying to raise money for charity also. So (laughs) very good. All right. And (laughs) see, let's take all that apart. So sure. Uh, first of all, ACES, is that like Apple computer? So (laughs) yeah. So the, the ACES isn't actually an acronym. People think it is a lot. And, and the first year that I had developed it, we were joking around that it was Apple Consultants Entrepreneurs, which is why for a long time the S was lowercase. And then we, we redid the branding and we uppercase the S. 
But the idea also was like, if we ever went somewhere else and we wanted to change the whole thing, it could have been alligators, crocodiles, elephants, and snakes. Like we never actually put, so we had a, a good friend of, I had a good friend of our, uh, of ACES, this guy, John Motor from Crispus Solutions in Des Moines. And he, he told me that ACES meant um, the Apple Consultants Engagement Series. And I was like, I like it. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> but no, it actually doesn't, it doesn't have like a direct so it meaning. It doesn't really stand for anything. No, it's not a TLA or an F, I guess it's four letters, so an FLA. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah. So, so uh, you've moved the, the actual live in-person conference probably still in Atlanta? Yeah, so we moved. It's still in Atlanta, same place, same venue and everything. It'll be at the uh, Rome Coworking Center in Perimeter Center, Atlanta. All of those details are the same. All of our speakers are graciously able to stay. Um, and then we started this virtual event so, concept. Rome, R-O-A-M. Yes. I did not know that they had a center in Atlanta. I stayed at a Rome hotel in uh, London. It was phenomenal. I think it might be different because the Rome ones in Atlanta are like co-working spaces, like a WeWork or a Regis. Right, right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's related or not. Ah, I, it sounds like it is. So anyway, um, so and that'll be in October. Mm -hmm. October 20th and 21st. And a uh, website for that. Acesconf.com. A-C-E-S-C-O-N-F, like Frank.com. All righty. Uh, so if folks go there, they can also find out about the virtual conference. And so you mentioned that the virtual conference is open to everybody. Mm -hmm. um, is it primarily intended for Apple users or is it businessy enough that it doesn't matter? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's intended for anyone who owns a small business, not just IT professionals. So if you happen to listen to the and, and you own a store or a graphics firm or, you know, you're a restaurateur or a jeweler or whoever, and you have a small business and you're being affected by COVID, this is all for you as well, because we're covering everything for all small businesses across the, across all industries to be able to adapt and succeed in this new, what will be the new world post pandemic. Right. And so you're doing the, the 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how much yeah. of that are you personally doing about three and a half minutes <laughs> no um uh my co-host and i i mean we'll be introducing all of the speakers that we have um right now we have about 26 speakers um including yourself actually you're gonna be right. we, we talked about this a little bit you'll be speaking at the event um and over the time, it'll be us. And then we also have sponsors. Obviously, we want to introduce them, bring them into the fold, um, things like that. I'm going to do, I actually personally, I'm going to do a session on documentation in the IT track, but I'm going to ask everybody, and this is, a, you guys, if you're listening and you want to be in the IT track, this is a great question. Start writing the instructions on how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and send them to me. And I will make them on camera to teach you about documentation. That's my, that's my <laughs> session. That's actually pretty good. So, well, it's, you know, it's funny. My, I, I obviously teach all of my new employees how to document something. Mm -hmm. The single most common mistake in all documentation, and this comes from whether it's Canon cameras or Intel or <laughs> Apple or Microsoft or anybody else, the most common mistake people make is they skip step one. 
right? They don't tell right. you what program you're in, what, what you're doing. You know, they just say things like go to the file menu and you're like, yeah, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> when we do, when we do documentation for our, like, so my IT consultant company, I do a lot of documentation for our operations manager who works remotely. Um, she's great. Shout out to Lauren. Uh, I will do a, I will do a, a written set, but I will also do a video and I'll attach it uh, to the, to the uh, entry in our, in our documentation system. And so this way, if I did miss a step, the steps are able to be easily rewritten, but like the video will show the whole thing. So I'll make the video and then I'll try to write the steps based on the video. Um, so this way, at least you have it in two formats and it's really like, it really is changing the game. Like she came on board. She wasn't, technical at all and now we have her like jumping between gmails and and changing ad passwords and <laughs> team viewing into servers and all this stuff and she's like i'm just the ops manager <laughs> like i shouldn't be doing this and i'm like no, no 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 this is how you do it so i don't have to do it <laughs> exactly i mean i always tell people you know how do you how does subway run the world's largest food franchise with 17 and 18 year olds they right. have perfect documentation <laughs> Well, McDonald's has the pictures, right? Doesn't in the back of a McDonald's, there's like a poster that shows you exactly how to make a Big Mac or something like that. Um, and it actually has like measurements, like two, and I don't mean like tablespoons and cups. I mean like two squirts, ketchup, one, three pickles. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, documentation is what runs the world. Yeah, so cool. Uh, so how, uh, how many um, non-IT folks have you, do you think you've got going to the conference so far? Um, I would say actually about half of the attendees so far are non-IT. Um, you know, and that number is growing as we get closer. You know, I look, I'll be honest, to do 48 hours of content, like no one's going to sit there and watch all of that in one fell swoop. And that's fine. My original concept was to do 48 hours live and do it like a telethon, but I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old at home. And my wife was like, you're not, you're not doing that. That's just a, that's just not happening. <laughs> so, so that's why we switched it up. But like nobody, and I understand if you're an, if you, especially if you run a small business, cause like I run a small business, I have three employees. Um, you may not have the time to sit and watch all, all, 48 hours of content. So we want to make it so this way you can come and go as you please. You can pick the speakers you want to see and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and so all of that content really is for everyone. It's not, I mean, the idea being that we'll have the IT track that, that pay, like you pay extra to be in the IT track. If you want to get those bonus IT sessions, which will be IT specific or business, you know, businessy, but IT specific. Whereas all the other ones, will be, you know, more business, but general business um, covering everything. I mean, we have a couple, and we're bringing back all of our ACES speakers from the past who have done business topics. Peter Shankman, Jason Momack, uh, uh, Jennifer Dawn, Marcy Maslov, Melanie Curtis is coming back. Like everyone's coming back and we're getting a lot of new speakers as well. Helen Todd is another one. I'm doing these off the top of my head. So if there's anyone I'm missing, I apologize. Um, oh, Quinn Conyers is coming. She's a new ACES speaker. She's talking about turning virtual meetings into cash. I mean, that's great for any business, especially right. in the world we're living in. So, um, and the, I don't know if we mentioned the dates. So May 19th and 20th. Yeah, May 19th and 20th. The virtual uh, conference. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so folks, anybody who's listening can send all of their clients or anybody they want to uh, go and, and register and we'll put the link into the show notes. Uh, so that's cool. Um, you know, when you think about your business personally, I know that this is not your first economic downturn. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me what you think is going to change. You know, if you, if you look ahead, actually between now and October, like we will at that point, I hope will be emerging from all of this. <laughs> the world will be different. Uh, you know, you step outside for the first time in six months. What does the world look like? Uh, well, I mean, I live in New Jersey, so it's always kind of looked like a pandemic here. So, <laughs> uh, and I'm not from here, so I can say whatever I want about this place. No, um, you know, from our IT perspective, we didn't have that hard of a time getting ready to work from home. The way we built our, our models, and, and I'll give credit where credit's due. Like I've, I've read your book, you know, we standardized certain things as you've talked about in the past. And we standardized on Meraki equipment for our networking, right? Any business that's over five has to have Meraki equipment. It's in our contract. And it, and it led to our benefit because last October, we're talking about October, 2019, we had a little bit of a slowdown at work. And I told my staff, look, during these slowdowns, I want to work on internal processes. And one of the things that we did was we created on a Mac, you can create profiles that allow you to like manage certain components. And so we created VPN profiles for every company that has a Meraki and we pushed them out. So when people went home in, you know, end of February, beginning of March, they had zero problems working from home. Meanwhile, I had colleagues and friends who I've seen in the, in the, in the industry start sending emails that around that time being like, now it's a good time to think about your VPN. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Six months ago, it was a good time to think about right. your VPN. So Okay, so all of that was built up and that worked out well. So, so where would we be in October? You know, uh, 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 I would say a lot of the, anyone who's a non-graphics firm or non-video firm has, I think, learned that working from home can be done easily and well. You know, we've set up a lot of people with, we love um, Ignite. They're a great company, great partner of ours. So we set up a lot of people with file share in the cloud, work from anywhere. You have Gmail or Office 365 work from anywhere. The only people who really need to be in the office are the ones who are working on those heavy, heavy files, graphics, videos, things like that. So I think they'll end up going back. And I think uh, also a lot of people will continue to go back to their office only to have a change of scenery and get that immediate feedback that they want to get. Like Zoom's fine when it's one-on-one, but like I was in a Zoom call the other day with a hundred people in it. Like no one got a word in edgewise. The first 30 minutes was everyone going, can you hear me? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Right. right. So I think off, I think people going back to the office to be able to walk to someone's desk to get the answer. So I think it'll be a slow rollback. I mean, especially because a lot of my clients are in New York city. It's obviously the biggest hotspot right now. Um, it's funny. My co-host, for the ACES Conference podcast lives in Seattle. And when all this started, Seattle was the that biggest hotspot. Hot yeah. right? And I made a joke, I made a joke to him and I was like, New York City was like, hold my beer. And then immediately it was like, we're gonna be the hotspot, right? Um, so I think a lot of them will go back. I think, like I said, the graphics firms will be the first ones back. And I think everyone else will slow roll back. Say, Cause they wanna get back to what they knew, what was comfortable. I mean, I started my business in 2008 during the last major economic and you're mostly downturn. virtual anyway, right? So you, your company. 
Yeah, but we love being on, like we can do everything remotely. Like it's easy peasy for us. But what makes virtual computers different is that we do not consider ourselves what most people would call an MSP. We like to call ourselves IT concierge. We go on site on purpose. We do white glove setups on purpose. We do those things so that way we can have those interactions. Right, right, but I mean, you people. and your employees run a virtual oh, yeah. business. Yeah, 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 totally. 100% virtual no, business. Because I, mean, I think part of what's going to happen, you know, people who were in cubicles all went home and figured out how to work from home. Some right. of them are not made for that. You know, they right. just literally don't have the personality for it. Some bosses don't have the personality to believe that uh, if somebody's out of sight, they're actually doing some work, you know, instead of watching. I've had a couple of emails like that before. Yeah. So um, I, I think some people will come back because of their personalities and so forth. Um, some people will learn, hey, you know, there's a limit to how much alone time, you know. Uh, my daughter is super, super productive when she's working remotely one or two days a week. She goes a little stir crazy when it's, you know, seven days a week or five days right. a week. Right. So and she, it's also harder for the ones who have kids. Right. Because like I never realized how many calls I take a day until I've been home with my five year old who has a sixth sense and interrupts me on literally every call. Right. Exactly. Well, luckily, yeah. we're in a, an era where people are totally understanding because they're holding yeah. their kid back at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know, there are, I, mean, I, there are, I love my kid, but <laughs> there are going to be people at every part of that continuum that, that say, Hey, I'm a two day a week or a three day a week remote person. And I think that, uh, I think a lot of people are learning how productive their employees can be when they're given the freedom to actually go be productive on their own. And, you know, you know, sometimes I think we, we over uh, manage people for no good reason. So uh, when I, when I started my business in 2008, I read two books, basically, yours and The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And what you're talking about, about people working from home one to two days a week, is a huge concept in his thing. Because like, what could be done in five days could be done in four days, and then you can have an extra day off or something like that. Now, it's a little different for IT people, because I think the biggest thing in the 4-Hour Workweek concept is like, check your email twice a day, but like no IT provider is going to do that. Otherwise you're going to miss stuff. Um, but like, yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. If you can, if you, if, if people have now learned how to work from home and appropriate, and I'm talking about work from home appropriately, because one of the big, I think one of the biggest jokes around everyone working from home now is like, are you wearing pants? You know, like, right, right. like what well, I've been working from home since 2008, every morning I get up, I shower, I get dressed, and then I come to my office, which is literally the next room from my bedroom. Like, I don't have to get dressed, but I put on, you know, a clean t-shirt and jeans and usually socks because I don't walk around my house with shoes on. Um, but there's a lot of people who have not yet been able to uh, get themselves into that mode, right? And, and I feel like those are the ones who especially will want to go back to the office where everyone else who can change well, their mindset a little will In general, I think to be successful working from home, you need to stay out of the kitchen <laughs> and, yeah. and you need to dress for work. I mean, you don't have to dress up in a suit or anything, but you know, you do have to dress as if you're going to work. And so it's um, all mindset. Yeah. So, and you know, the other thing is that we've learned that a lot of people, you know, have very messy houses and that, that the, uh, the, the background images in zoom are a real blessing for them. So, <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I'm always interested in sort of what what happens on the other side of an economic uh, opportunity like this. Because to me, I look at it and say, uh, you know, I always have had clients who emerged stronger from an economic downturn, mostly because they went in with more cash than their competitors, mm-hmm. and so they were actually able to take advantage of the opportunity to buy manufacturing equipment at half price and to be a huge step ahead of their competition so that when the economy got better, um, they'd already bought the stuff they need to go to the next level and their competition hadn't. So, you know, for me, supporting clients like that was also my opportunity. And so, you know, there's on one hand, you want to help people who are having a tough time. On the other hand, you also want to help people who are, you know, kicking butt and taking names. Right. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot about people taking advantage of the opportunities, you know, that are, that are now available to us personally, like virtual computers. We, we haven't added a new client during this event, but we don't during the, the, the pandemic, but we're also not promoting on that because I've been spending so much time on the conference. And so if I look at it from that perspective of the conference, our virtual event is growing, even though my IT consulting, but my IT consulting company has actually stayed stable. Whereas I know a lot of people have lost their jobs or, or companies have gone under. So my goal is to just get through this stable. And if I can pick up whatever I can pick up, that's great. Um, Cause I've been focusing so much on the conference plus the other things that I do to help other consultants. So it's not like I'm checked out of the IT consulting uh, component because I'm still in it very much every day. But because I'm growing these other components, I'm seeing how those are moving now. And this is the perfect time to do that because, you know, for the conference, we want all the small business owners to learn about ACES and see what we do. Um, for the for IT consulting, or not IT consulting, for consulting consulting, where we're picking up consultants, that's starting to pick up now because consultants are coming to us going, what do I do in this scenario, I've never been in this scenario before. And so we walk through it. A lot of it is mindset and stress. What kinds of services do you offer to IT consultants? So for IT consultants, we do, we have basically three services. One is obviously the the ACES conference itself because it's business side of IT consulting. Uh, The second thing I offer is what we call virtual consulting. So we'll do, it's like business, business consulting to help you grow your IT business, but help you with not necessarily like, I'm not going to go get you sales. What I'm going to help you do is break through those mental barriers and, and, and look at and teach you about opportunities to grow your business tools that I know of tools that I've learned about that may be helpful. One of the great things that I just did for a couple of people is I signed them up with a master agent so they can sell things like phone services and internet to their clients, which makes them revenue. Um, and then the third thing we're doing is we've been building some new software. So we offer software to consultants. Um, our newest product is called your computer inventory. And, uh, if anyone uses Watchman for their Macs or PCs, this takes all that data and creates a nice brandable format for you to invite your clients to, so they can see their inventory in live time. And, uh, our next version, which will be released hopefully in the next two weeks, will include Meraki equipment and simple MDM. And then we'll be adding more APIs like Datto and Jamf and Ubiquity and all the other ones. So this way you can send a client and they'll go to mycomputerinventory.com. It'll have your logo and your branding and they can see all of their equipment. So like we're building up those kinds of 
consultant tools to, to help them out. So those, those are the three main ones. Um, we have some educational programs that we're trying to launch. Um, it's hard to do video when you have kids in the house. So like, you know, it's hard right. to get YouTube videos out when I have, when I have children running around so, screaming uh, and crying. What's the website for folks who want to look at your software? Uh, so everyone, everything is at virtuaconsultinggroup.com, V-I-R-T-U-A, virtuaconsultinggroup.com, and everything's there. IT consulting, consultant, consultant, software, education, which includes our conference. Everything is right there for you. Um, and you can check out all of our, all of our stuff. Very cool. So <clears throat> with the uh, ACES conference, uh, it started with Apple folks. Is it still primarily Apple folks? Uh, you mean the live event? Yeah. So it is only because that's the world that I'm in, but there's no content that's in the conference that is Apple specific, right? Even the IT things that we talk about are not Apple specific. I mean, once in a while, you know, we'll maybe have someone from the Apple Consultants Network show up, but none of the topics, like last year's topics were... Um, you know, how to grow, you know, how to grow your business using security or what it takes to be a tougher business person or how to sell, you know, additional types of services, um, how to balance your books better, things like that. Like none of these are specific to um, Apple consulting. They work fine for anyone who does it, who, who's a Windows MSP. Right. So um, the, and just so you know, we get about four minutes left here. <laughs> so sure. time flies like an arrow. Um, <clears throat> when you, when you look at uh, helping consultants, have you found that there's more people who are focusing on Apple now than there were five or 10 years ago? Uh, actually there are less. Um, really? uh, but yeah, only because, so about two years ago, Apple, so the Apple consultants network is a program at Apple that we're part of. And about two years ago, they purged a lot of people who were not up to date with their certifications, who were not really having, uh, they didn't get uh, reviews on their, on their, on their, on the consultants locator and a lot of different things. So they actually nixed about half of the Apple consultants that were out there. And a lot of those were, uh, in New York city, we have a lot of these little small computer shops that are kind of like a little shady. And so right. they all signed up to be Apple consultants because you didn't really have to do a whole lot to do it back then. And so a lot of those got nixed. Um, the ones who have survived, the ones who have continued growing are the ones who actually really focused on business and really focused on, on growing their business. And I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I also find a lot of times, and I don't mean any disrespect, that a lot of PC consultants go, oh, it's a Mac, I could take care of it. And then they get a little in the weeds. Um, <laughs> I'm you know, the opposite. When I, when I see that it's a Mac, I'm like, yep, I don't even know where to start. So I'm well, not... that's the problem. There's no start button. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, if, if it's an Apple, I asked my daughter, but um, no, cause I was just, I'm kind of under the impression. I think there's a common knowledge or common wisdom that there are more businesses using apples. So I just assumed that there might be more consultants, but I'm wondering like, Apple consultant network aside, real Apple consultants, you know, who, you know, were on that list, were, but there were clearly a lot of people on that list who were not real Apple consultants. Do you right. think there are more or fewer real Apple consultants than there used to be? 
Um, I think there's more. I think there's more real ones. I think especially um, there's a new wave. I, I was part of the new wave in 2008, and there hasn't been a wave like ours until now. And I think up until about last year, now we're starting to see a couple more younger I mean, I'm going to be 40, so I don't really, I don't know how much younger they really are, but like, there's a lot of new younger kids, younger adults that are coming on board, becoming consultants, starting businesses. And they're all where I was, you know, 11 years ago, my company's 12 years old. They're where I was 11 years ago, trying to figure things out. And uh, coming into it now is great because there's so many more easy to use tools to manage Max, right? Uh, uh, PC people have things like Autotask and Datto and all these remote tools. On the Mac side, there used to be one, one company. It was called Jam. And now there's, Jam has a lot of competition. Adigy, who we use, uh, Mosul, FleetSmith, SimpleMDM, all these tools. So it's making it a lot easier for people to manage Macs on a whole. And that new class is coming in, being able to, to do that. Very cool. All righty then. Well, thank you, sir. Any final words for our audience? Um, I hope everyone is safe at home. Um, check out the ACES Conference 2020, the prequel. Check out the podcast. We have working from home tips on the Virtual Computers website. Uh, find me anywhere on the internet and I'll, I'll help you out. I like fixing things. I like helping people. It's like what I do. All right. Thank you. This is Carl and this has been another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.